This is the Pick of the Bunch by Basic Bananas, where we share the pick of the bunch when it comes to marketing, business, and people. Hi, and welcome back. Today, I am talking to one of my dear friends, Alexandria Choi, or AJ, and we are talking about the 10-degree shift model that AJ uses in her leadership consulting practice. And some of the things we're talking about are the 10-degree shifts on an individual, team, and company level, the keys to becoming the best leader you can be, and also how to cultivate a healthy team. Let's jump straight in. Hi, Heidi, welcome to this episode. Hello. Oh my God, I am so excited to have you here because for so many reasons, but one, so we are recording the audio for the Basic Bananas podcast and I'm also recording the video and the reason why is because this picture is great. You are wearing a cape, a superwoman cape. <laughs> it's really beautiful. And I'm wearing a unicorn onesie that I got in the mail today. So I just wanted to show it off. It's so cool. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so cute. It is really cool. So for anyone who is listening to the podcast right now, you can go to our YouTube channel and you will see the video. So hopefully, and we might even share a screenshot too. So today, oh, yeah. why I've got, oh, I just called you Heidi instead of Alexandria because I always That's do. That's all right. AJ. AJ, your former name. <laughs> so AJ, the reason why I brought you on is because you are someone that I always love talking to when it comes to everything but also in particularly courageous leadership and this is a topic right now that is very relevant and you've created a model called the 10 degree shift and I thought this would be really useful for our listeners and viewers so do you want to take us through it is there anything you want to share about courageous leadership go away you know go go away go away don't go away please <laughs> Oh, go away. Take it away. So I guess, I guess um, during these times where things are changing in the world rapidly, courageous leadership is needed more than ever. And I think people talk about, you know, the world is shifting and those sorts of things, but they go, how do I do courageous leadership? And in some ways it sounds like I need to fly to the moon. I need to make the giant step for mankind. And not everyone has the resilience capacity or know-how to do that, right? And so instead of it being this scary thing, I guess I bring a bit of an investor mindset to everything I do, which is that concept of compound interest, that it's actually the tiny micro habits and the little things that we do over and over and the little shifts that we make that actually make a bigger difference long term. So yeah, the planet and our humanity need a bit of a shift, but instead of that being some big pivot point and some massive change, we can do simple well. And the 10 degree shift is meant to be about simplicity. Yeah, go. And very practical, which is something that our viewers and, and listeners love, is just when you give them very practical steps. Can, I, can we quickly also talk about what is courageous leadership? I mean, it's, it's something that we've talked about a lot lately. What, what exactly is it? What does it mean? What's your definition of courageous leadership? Or Thank you for putting me on the spot, given you've just written a whole book about it. I should be asking you. <laughs> it's more, um, what is it for you? What, you know, what, what, what is a courageous leader for you? 
So I think about David Hawkins' scale of consciousness and on his scale, courage is one of the levels. And for me, that's about step... So courage um, is actually... Ooh, I don't think people can see. Courage is one of the levels where we move from needing force into where things have innate power. Mm-hmm. And so courage for me is no longer forcing and pushing and trying to be something it's actually tapping into our own innate power and it's becoming fully expressed so courage is about leaning into that and opening yourself up to being who you are meant to be that's what i feel courage and i guess that the leadership part is in the sense of you step into that you step into your innate power and because you do that you're leading others to follow because you're walking the talk we have to force our team or you know our people or suppliers or whatever to do stuff but when we step into that courage and we're in alignment then our presence itself has an impact on others and so just by being the courageous leader people see that and then start to want to be part of that movement or whatever you're creating yeah yeah and it's it's often unconsciously i feel like you know as a courageous leader often your team will follow you unconsciously. It's almost like you see with parents and kids. You know, kids often is emulate the word. I think emulate or emulate. Emulate. Yeah, I think that's the word. Copy yeah. their parents' yes. behavior, and it's the same with your teams, your team members. Yeah, yeah. So courage is courageous and and contagious, right? So the more we lean into that, the more it allows others to do the same. Yeah, and that. it's that whole, um, you know, concept of shine your light brightly and it doesn't dim your light. It helps others shine and step into that as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, that courageous leadership is more about just being in alignment and being in your truth. I love it. Let's go yeah. the 10-degree shift. Do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, so the 10-degree shift is a really simple model. It's based on a whole heap of research and other people's work. So there's no nothing new or nothing that I've created. It's more that I've pulled together all of these simple 10 elements that can really help you build a, a really strong business or practice, a small business, um, can help you build a strong team or community or family, anything at all it could be applied to. And again, it's about simple done well. And it's about these tiny little incremental things that we can do practically that add up to a whole heap of change. So they're very basic. They start at an individual level. What can you do? 100% responsibility, own your own um, space. Then they're kind of things you can do in a team or in your smaller family. And then they're things that you can do more broadly as a company for the world. And I know you have you know, brands where you give back to the ocean lovers and things like that where you're looking at the community beyond. But you have to get your own shit sorted first, right? Yeah, it's so true. And have clarity. And I know that you're going to talk about that. Have clarity on what are your own values. Yeah. So we start with number one is move more. It's just about actual physical movement. So really in your body, thinking about, you know, everything is energy. If I'm stagnating and sitting and not moving and exercising or keeping my vessel healthy, then I get those results. So move more is really one of the simplest things. Making sure, particularly if you're Zooming at home a lot and all of that sort of thing, like I'm standing up at a stand-up desk so that I can be moving even when I'm working. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, having regular breaks, doing all those sorts of things. Think about your team, whatever kind of small business you've got. 
Is it sedentary? Are they sitting a lot? Could we implement walking meetings? You know, can we go out for a walk in the park? I know you guys do board meetings out in the ocean on a board. So whatever it is, a skateboard meeting, you know, get out and move around and do things that way. The second one is just... And I could yeah, go. That too. So often, because right now we are doing so many Zoom meetings, it's almost a little bit endless all day. And even if you don't have a stand-up desk, you can... The other day I was talking to someone in Chicago and he was sitting in his bathroom because he said, my family is out in the living room and it's too loud. So I'm just sitting in the bathroom taking this call. And I was on the beach walking. So I said, why don't you just go out for a walk? We can just walk and talk. And he's like, oh my God, yes, I should do that. So I often take my Zoom meetings if, you know, if I can, but even if the other guys are not walking, I'm often walking on the beach or just moving around. Exactly. Perfect. And I actually do a bit of one-on-one coaching and now I'm having clients more and more see that I go to a beach for a walk every morning. And so now they're booking in their coaching session in the morning and they're walking with me and we walk talk and it's really comfortable because you're walking side by side which people find really engaging rather than being face to face and you know kind of more intense Mm -hmm. and then we sit and have a coffee after and capture any notes or whatever that we need to but more and more I'm having executives and people going I want to get out of my office can I meet with you at the beach (laughs) so anything's possible Mm -hmm. Um, the second one's to stress less you know we all allow the stress of life to overcome us and we feel that we need to buy into the way society says we have to be and we absolutely don't we always are at choice and so stressing less might be your mindfulness practice meditation going and looking being in nature whatever it is for you that helps you defrag a bit but that needs to be a regular pattern and habit for me it's morning meditation you know for you it might be going for a surf so it's finding whatever helps you reduce some of that stress. And it can even be something as silly. Have you got a pen there, Francisca? I do. And everyone who's listening, even if you're driving, you can do this one because you don't need to shut your eyes. Just pop your pen in your mouth for a moment between your teeth. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So when you bite it with your teeth, it triggers your smile lines, which triggers the chemicals in your brain that tells you you're happy. So even if you're feeling stressed, have a COVID-approved pen that only you have touched, but pop it in your mouth, right? <laughs> Whatever, you <laughs> Whatever you need. Um, so stress less, you'll know your own way to do that. It might be just that you need better sleep, you know, whatever it might be. It might be actually stopping spinning some plates because often we're all spinning so many plates. And I think COVID was a real opportunity for people to go, actually, I could do less. And I don't need to go to all of those networking events and all of those business things and, you know, really thinking about how much of that do I want on my plate. Um, the third one's plant-powered. And this has kind of twofold. So plant-powered is about ingesting plants, so having a more plant-based diet. And I'm not saying everyone has to be vegan or vegetarian, but really thinking about how could I eat more live prana-filled foods So how can I eat more food that comes direct from source that's not processed? But also plant-powered as in can I have greenery around me? Like I can see you've got flowers behind you um, and you're probably looking out at your view. So thinking about can I get some more green space in? And there's loads of research to show that we're 30% less stressed when we're around green space and have that environment around us. And that could be plants in your office or it could be just going out and walking on the grass. That's really think. Mm-hmm. Even for somebody who is in a in a city listening right now, just going out to buy a ton of plants and 
having plants in your space, in your office or home office, I think that makes a huge difference. Exactly. And get a cactus if you're not great, not a good green thumb. <laughs> but yeah. you think about it, um, New Yorkers will often talk about how important Central Park is to them. Yeah. And how valuable it is in a busy city like that to have that big green space. So get out in that and eat plants as much as you can. Make sure you're taking those in because the only ways that we can feel alive and healthy and all of that is to either breathe, drink water, eat plants and get sunlight. Yeah. You know, they're the ways just like a plant enriches itself. That's how we fertilize ourselves. So we need to be doing that. Um, and then we've got a whole heap of others and I'm conscious of time and whether you want me to go through all 10. Yeah, I'd love you to walk that quickly through. We, we can do yeah. seven minutes or so. Let's walk through them Let's all. Let's hammer it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And a lot of these are based on um, some of the research that came out of the blue zones, which are areas around the world where there are more people living over 100 than anywhere else and they live healthily. So they don't just live to be 100, they actually live really well. And one of those is growth mindset. So it's that always having that um, if I make a mistake I don't beat myself up I don't retract from challenge I actually lean into challenge and I start going what would stretch me what would make me a little uncomfortable maybe it's just drive to work a different way don't have a peanut butter sandwich today you know have a salad try something else just have a growth mindset where I'm willing stretch and try and do something different every day. I know for me, I give myself a five-year challenge. So every five-year block, I want to try and learn or do something new in life. So um, a, a decade ago, it was motorbike riding, right? Yeah. And I know we both are, are two-wheelers. Um, and then it was to become a yoga teacher and to really get into yoga. This next five years, I want to learn guitar. So I've, I've only had three lessons so far. I'm a bit crap, but I'm learning, right? And it's really stretching my brain, learning to do chords and that. So find something that helps you get a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. um, the next one is clear purpose. So why are you here? That doesn't have to be some big grand thing that you're going to save the world. It could be just that I'm going to bring up my children to be good citizens. It could be that I'm going to tread lightly on the earth and try and have as light a footprint as I can. Whatever your purpose is, see if you can align that in your business, in your life, in everything you do. For me, I really like the global goals, the United Nations global goals, and I hook in in particular to the global goal that says sustainable cities and communities. So everything I do, I'm always looking for the link into sustainable cities and communities. Um, whether that's the fact that I live in a tiny house and that's about sustainable ecological ways of living, whether that's the work I do with the different organisations and government and councils and people I work with, I'm always looking for that. So find a way that you can live and breathe what you believe. Yeah? Yeah, amazing. The next one's straight talk. Yeah. Yeah. No, we talk a lot about purpose, so so the, the, the listeners should already have a little bit of a picture on it and we might even do another show on it too. And you've probably talked about Simon Sinek, Start With Why and all of that sort of thing. And I know you guys do purpose a lot when it comes to marketing too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So straight talk is probably one of the stickiest, hardest ones that I find, particularly in people like small business and entrepreneurs. And that is not withholding and learning to have difficult conversations, learning to speak your truth and to be direct and clear in your communication in all of your relationships. And I know it's one that I had to learn. I was always trying to be nice um, and that's not always the best thing. And lots of organisations I go to have 
a lot of unspoken ground rules. They might say, we believe that everyone's equal here at this organization, and yet the boss has their car park at the door and don't dare park in it, right? And so you go, well, there's an unspoken ground rule that it's actually not equitable and fair that the boss gets preference. So it's just thinking about, do we have any of those and can we clear them? Do we have challenges or issues with each other and are we speaking about them and clearing them? Yeah. Yeah. So just like cleaning your teeth with straight talk, I'm like, you should be clearing the slate every day and not carrying baggage into another day. Lots of workplaces I go into have a lot of pain and suffering and it's because people are carrying their bags around with them. Yeah, I agree. And this is definitely something that can, it's, a, it's like brushing your teeth again. It's, you just practice it. You just have yeah. to. And you have to set the tone. Again, as the leader, you have to set the tone, even if it's not doesn't come easy, it will get easier as you practice. Exactly. And I think one of the hardest things for a leader in that straight talk is being vulnerable because you really do have to like be a bit vulnerable to be there and to go, I don't know what I'm doing either, guys, but maybe together we can work it out. Yeah. Especially during times like we've seen with COVID, lots of businesses have gone, we don't even know if we're going to exist in three months. So that's incredibly vulnerable. The more you can have direct, clear conversations about that stuff, the better. Yeah, love it. Okay, the next one is shared values. That's pretty straightforward, but that's people want to be with people that they know, like, and trust. And so to do that, often shared values means that the people I'm around believe what I believe. Um, and even if our values are slightly different, they're articulated and we know where each other's coming from. But more and more we're seeing the organisations that really grow strong is because people have shared values and that they do believe what each other believes. And so they're working towards a purpose and mission. And it's super easy to do because everyone's juiced up and on the same page. So again, it's a bit about that frequency and level that you're at. When we don't have shared values, there's a lot of dissonance and a lot of white noise and things get lost. And then we start to go, why isn't my little business moving ahead why is everything so hard? The more you have shared values, the easier everything gets, the less you need policies and procedures. Like you literally don't even need some of the rules that you often have in businesses. Yeah, and, and by shared values, it's not about all being the same and all being like you because I think that, that can, you know, some people can hire people that are like them. It's actually even the more diversity you have, the more creativity you will have. So it is not about not having diversity. It's about just having the same, you believe in the same core values. Yes, agree. Because yeah. my highest value is freedom. And some of my team, that's not their highest value. But we have shared values around delivering great service to customers and about being honest and trustworthy and those sorts of things, having integrity. You know, we just have a different lens of it. But we share those values. And, and it's always coming back to what brings us together is more important than what sets us apart. So it's finding those things that we align on and really kind of amping those up more. Yeah. Okay. Then we've got how we're going, three minutes, look at this, we're hammering. Okay, then we've got tribe vibe. And so tribe vibe is, again, a bit of the shared values, but it's as everything comes together, does the team have a good vibe? So as a culture coach, I will go into a company and I say I'm a bit like a canary in a coal mine. You know, the canaries they used to send down and if they fell over and keeled over dead, they knew there was gases in the mines. So I'm a bit like that. I go into a workplace and I can kind of walk around and 
you know, stick my finger up and go, oh, there's something not right over here. Because you can feel that, you know, you get a vibe. You can notice the body language of the people, the environment, how they're communicating with each other. When you find a culture that's working, the vibe is great. People want to come to work because they love it and they love each other. You know, my work family is like a secondary family. And I was talking to a company only last week in Sri Lanka and they were saying during COVID, a lot of their staff started having some real anxiety and mental health issues and it was because they missed their tribe. And so the leaders said to them, what do you want to do? And they all agreed, we want to do something where we can all connect because we're missing that part of working together. And so they organised to have trivia nights once a week. And now they're continuing those even though some of the bands have lifted and they were involving their families. So every Wednesday night they'd have a trivia night and everyone would sit down, all the staff, and have all their families and that sort of thing. That's when you know you've got a healthy culture, when people actually want to play together. Yeah. Then the last two are really around as your company grows and you can start looking outside of yourself to things bigger than that. And that's family first and community counts. So that's all about to have a good culture. Family should come first. People should not be putting work first in their life. Family should be first. But is your company or your business supporting that? So do you really have family-friendly policies? Do you really allow people to be a human being, a mum, a dad, a wife, a husband, a partner, a cousin, whatever, first? then an employee so it's really looking at those and then community counts is how are we engaged and how do we connect with all of the people that we work with whether that's our community in the region that we're in or whether that's our online community and the kind of field that we're in or the space that we're in but it's really thinking about everyone we interact with what kind of impression do we leave on them and how do we give back and there's loads of ways you can do that I know for me I am very involved with a charity called Got Your Back Sister that helps women begin again after leaving domestic violence. And so what I do is every corporate workshop I run, I donate a workshop to Got Your Back Sister and they go and run a workshop in a school to help young girls and teenagers learn healthy relationships. So that works for you. There's no right or wrong. But as I said, it's these simple things, simple done well, just tiny little shifts and cleaning up your backyard when all of that comes together your culture and your business will go boom through the roof and more and more we're seeing research prove that that it's not necessarily the companies that are sustainable long term that just have financial success financial success comes from energetically having all of this in place yeah exactly and it's also not and i know we have to wrap up because i have to get on another call but it's also you know the one thing i find interesting about culture is and the research has been shown to showing that it's also not about the fancy stuff like you know free lunches or the the beer tap beer on tap thing or the ping pong table it's none of that that is going to create a really solid culture with a courageous leadership it's stuff like that that you're talking about. It's not at all. And I'll give one last little anecdote before you sign off. And that's a family first one. And I know a culture recently or last year that I was working with and there was one thing the CEO did and it had nothing to do with a pool table or a free lunch, but it was that the cleaner in their building's husband had passed away and the CEO went to his funeral, which 
really showed her, I see you not just as an employee, but as a human and you must be really suffering, you know, losing your husband. That gesture of him going to the funeral said more than any pool table or free sandwich could ever do. That's what matters is our humanity. Yeah, it's always about humanity. Thank you so much. I'm, I, we could talk forever and I would love to talk forever. I know we don't call. So I think we will just have to come back and do Out. one of these. Maybe I'll wear a different onesie. You might wear a different outfit. <laughs> Thanks so much. Where I, I will also add the 10 steps or the 10, not, they're not steps, but the 10 degrees. Degrees. With also, I'll add it to the podcast and the video also. Where Great. would you like people to find out more about you? Where, how they can, they, can people connect with you? Sure. LinkedIn is great. So AJ, Alexandria Joy, but look up AJ on LinkedIn or my website is alexandriajoy.com.au. You'll find all of my links, my podcasts. I have three podcasts, so you'll find links to all of those there, all of that. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Hey, and at least your website is not as challenging to spell as mine. So, <laughs> Awesome. Andrea, Thank you. Good to see you again. See you soon again. Bye. Great to see you, Unicorn. Bye. Bye. To get more from Basic Bananas and to learn new ways to grow your business with clever marketing, visit basicbananas.com.